All right, everybody, welcome in to this week's episode of the DNVR Rapids Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Carroll, aka Merchel, aka underscore underscore Mitchell James on Twitter. Follow us there. Joined by super producer Yaya on the ones and twos, Yahir Vasquez, as per usual. But enough about us. Enough about us. We have a very special guest in studio today. The Rapids general manager, Pork Smith. Welcome in. Hey, great to, great to be here. Really excited for it. Looking we are very excited to have you on today. Lots going on. There it is. Air horns, baby. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, we got a lot going on in the Rapids world. Obviously, we just came off the Rocky Mountain Cup opener, uh, the Robin Fraser extension. Off season's not that far in the rearview mirror. There's another window just a couple months away. So a lot to dig into. And, and mostly, it's an opportunity for us to sort of highlight and introduce you to our existing DNVR fan base and hopefully just open up more Rapids coverage and, and, and Rapids excitement. Love it. Yeah, I mean, super excited <laughs> with the coverage you guys have been giving. It's been great having you out at the games as well. And Thank as you said, there's been a lot going on, so there's a lot to talk about. And mm -hmm. we're thrilled to be here and be able to be able to chat with you guys about it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so you've been with the Rapids since 2015. Correct. Yep. Took over in 2018 as, yeah. the, as the boss man up top. Um, first off, since we are DNVR and we're Colorado sports and, and Denver sports in general, um, what do you, you know, you came from Ireland. Now you're over in Colorado. What you know? How 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 you're feeling on Denver? What um, you feel like a native yet? You have a Subaru with a with a native sticker <laughs> on the back and, and a bike rack or anything like that? I've got a Jeep. I think that's close enough. Right Very close. Yeah, that's yep. okay. I love it. I, I really do. I think I've been really fortunate. I've got to live in Ireland, which is for anyone who's been there, it's beautiful, mm -hmm. absolutely stunning. Um, got to live in Switzerland as well on on Lake Geneva for for a few years, four years when I was there at, at UEFA. And I didn't really know what I was coming to over here. I'd spent a lot of time on the East Coast, a lot of time mm -hmm. in Boston, and always felt that I would end up here in the US. That was always something I really wanted to do with my life and, mm -hmm. and with my career. Just didn't know how that would ever come about um, and figured that when I did get over here, it would be on the East Coast. Uh, so when I was invited to come over, I think it was June, June or July 2014, uh, the previous president, Tim Hinchy, asked me to come over and just do a little bit of, of consulting work. And I'll never forget it. I mean, I arrived in here just on a stunning summer day. Perfect. Sun was shining, which yeah. when you're coming from Ireland, it's not always the case. <laughs> um, you know, and I remember just strolling around downtown and just being blown away by Denver and sure. immediately being like, oh boy, I hope they ask for this consultancy to turn into a full-time gig because <laughs> this, be, this could be a pretty exciting thing to get involved in. And, you know, every day since then, it's just been incredible. And I'm you know, I've, I'm thrilled. Obviously, it was a big thing to leave UEFA. You know, you're involved mm -hmm. in Champions League. You're involved Absolutely. at the, the very peak and fortunate enough to have gone around and looked at clubs and, you know, dealt with Man City and Real Madrid and Juventus and, you know, the, some of the top clubs in the world. And yet when the opportunity came to come over here from both a career perspective in terms of being involved in a club. Right, I've right. done the National Association at Ireland, done the Confederation at Europe, but you want to put your ideas to the test. And the, the only way to do that is to be involved in a, in a club. So when that opportunity came up, fulfill my dream of working here in the United States. That's awesome. Come to such an incredible place like Colorado, which, as I said, it really did blow me away. Um, I'd always been kind of more tending towards Boston, but man, there's no place I'd rather be in Denver, that's for sure. We love hearing that. I'm sure I'm sure everyone uh, tuning in loves to hear that too. And uh, you got here right before The Secret went out too, so you can kind of claim <laughs> that at least, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm a temporary <laughs> native, I guess. And, uh, you know, that is, you know, you're talking about dream job, and obviously you came from a, a financial background with, uh, Ireland and with UEFA um, and then you look at a, at a league like the MLS which has drastically different roster building yep. uh, 
you have this budget and you have and you have this roster slot and you have a draft which is basically unheard of in the soccer world um was there something particular about the mls that was sort of exciting about where you kind of came from and, and being a numbers guy and and there's maybe a little bit more to the puzzle of team building here yeah i mean puzzle's a great word it's a word i use all the time because i kind of I liken it to a jigsaw puzzle, except mm -hmm. there's no there's no picture on the box, right? You don't really know what you're building. It's up to you to build it <laughs> yeah. whatever way you want, but you do have to kind of, you know, fit those pieces together because there's constraints. There's a salary cap structure that that is different to anything we've got in, in Europe. And I think that was a that was a big deal to me. I mm -hmm. mean, I think it was a combination really of where I saw soccer in the United States go. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think anybody who was really paying attention can see the potential over here or could see the potential over here and you know there was a lot of us at uefa a lot of folks at uefa really interested in u.s sports mm -hmm. so i mean we had a big fantasy football league in there no way really yeah huge <laughs> fantasy football league taken very win? seriously um i didn't win and i got, ended up getting kicked out because <laughs> eventually when i was over here dealing with soccer sure. i wouldn't change my team and that was you know a real problem for the folks so that is yeah i ended up getting kicked out of that mm -hmm. but like you know, baseball was was also huge. You oh, know, wow. I had a lot of Americans working over there. And one of mm -hmm. my close colleagues, um, you know, was a, a lady from North Carolina and would have kind of chatted to her quite a bit about it. But we could all see the potential. And it okay. was something that was spoken about yeah. in UEFA at the highest levels in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, where soccer in the United States was going. You know, obviously you think about the World Cup coming in, you think about the, the population of the country, the fact that America produces so many top-class athletes. Mm -hmm. So you figure if we can get our hands on this and really focus on, on the infrastructure, focus on, on the youth development side of it, we can start producing players who can be global superstars. So really the potential was, was really exciting to me. And then sure, the opportunity to come over and, and kind of build rosters where there are kind of constraints that can maybe level the playing field. And you have to think a bit outside the box. It's not necessarily just the team that puts the most money down on the table, which is kind of what it is in Europe, right? You know, it's not going to take a genius. I doubt you're going to get good odds on who's going to win the German Bundesliga every sure. year. You know, yep. Bayern yep. Munich are going to be are going to be pretty short odds there. Whereas over here, there is the ability to actually build thoughtfully. Right. You and had the two four seeds going for the cup last season. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's something that we take great pride in. And, and we talk about it all the time. You know, uh, it's Wayne Brandt, myself, Robin, you know, Fran. We're constantly talking about these things, just like how do we build something that's really special? Sure. And how do we do it in our own unique way? And I think that was just really appealing to me. And, mm -hmm. and you know, as I said, you add that to all the other things about Colorado, Denver, my love for the United States as, as it is, like it was, yeah, a really easy decision for me. Right. And so you did take over pre Fraser. And yeah. so, you know, now he's in and, and obviously has a storied career as an MLS defender, um, played with the national team, definitely a, a, obviously a very good defensive mind um and managerial mind as a whole yeah. um is that you know i guess we kind of want to dig into that relationship we've talked about your guys relationship a little bit with omar before who's here in studio and um likened it to other denver relationships like Connolly and malone seems to have a very tight relationship and kind of be on the same page and and you know you guys just signed him to the extension and now he's here and committed and and when you have your idea of building a team and you, you know, you take all these constraints like roster slots and, and all that stuff. Where do you, you know, is it like, okay, now I have this defensive coach. Now I kind of have to think defensive minded or do you, you know, like, where's that? Yeah. Where's that relationship kind of start to, to where it's grown to and, and, 
you know, how do you get on that same page? There, there's a lot in there, man. There's a lot. I know, <laughs> lot I, know I know, I know, I <laughs> know. I think it's, um, yeah, look, I'm a big believer that I'm nothing more than a custodian of the club. Sure. So I'm fortunate to have been given this opportunity to look after and protect this club for a certain period of time. I hope it's a long time, sure. but it's going to be a period of time. This club was here long before me. This club is going to be here long after me. And I think the important thing is making sure you left it in a better place than you got it. And one of the things I truly believe in is that no club should ever be at the whim of an individual. Sure. That the club's long-term future is always the most important thing. So what you're looking to do is to find a club and to really have a vision, to have a real vision, to have a real sense of your values, a real sense of purpose, what your mission is. And then annually you can have goals for each individual year, but you then want to find people that also believe in that. So at the highest level, we wanted to have a vision. And our vision is like, we want to be the heartbeat of sport in the state of Colorado. Mm -hmm. And we get asked about that all the time. Did you mean the heartbeat of this sport or the heartbeat of soccer? And we're like, no, we want to be the heartbeat of sport. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you look at from a generational perspective, you know, you look at the shifting demographics, soccer is going to be the preeminent sport in the United States. That is my opinion. Now, that may be 25 so. years away, yeah. but we can't get there if we don't start now. So we've got that vision and then we've got a, a certain philosophy in terms mm -hmm. of what we believe is right. So we focus on youth. Mm -hmm. We want to be a team that identifies, recruits, develops the best young talent, especially from the state of Colorado. It's really important to us. And then we want to be able to play attacking and entertaining soccer. So you've got those kind of high level philosophies. And I think it's kind of my job to bring in the best people in every different area across the club that believe in that because then everybody's coming in with the same ideals, the right. same motivations. Right. And in Robin, you know, I, I don't think we could have found better. I mean, he's, for me, he's hands down the best coach in Major League Soccer. I think that's a very safe take right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely <laughs> do believe that. And and I don't, he's certainly not just a defensive-minded coach. Let me be really clear sure, about that. Sure. Like, and it starts off with him just being a good guy. Like mm -hmm. he's just a really good guy. And he tells a lovely story. It's lovely for me anyway, but he tells a story about the first time we met mm -hmm. where we sat down and he was asked, you know, a couple of weeks ago when he re-signed, when did he know this was the right club or that we were going to be good together or whatever it is. And he was like in the first five minutes of our conversation. <laughs> That's and, and awesome. Yeah, it's great to hear <laughs> because I felt like very similarly, like, and we ended up chatting for four hours that day, mm -hmm. you know, just chatting about it. And it was very clear leaving it that he believed in what we wanted to do. Sure. And what I felt was that we had somebody who was going to be ex able to execute as a coach and lead the team on a day-to-day -day basis. And the way we look at it is it's his job and the assistant coach's job to focus Saturday to Saturday. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's my job along with the rest of our team to focus on making sure the club is prepared year on and year out or year in and year out. So it's a really nice combination. It, it works well together. And I think just the way, you know, Robin's got a quiet confidence about him mm -hmm. that is infectious. And, you know, the players buy into it because they saw from day one that what he was trying to get them to do worked. Yeah. And that's really important. I and mean, you can't argue with, with the standings, right? I mean, no, I mean, I think, <laughs> they saw great I mean, success it, last season. And yeah, it goes up and down. I think, I mean, every week it's ourselves, Seattle, you know, and, and um, New England, New York that are right there. But I think right now, since Robin took over, we have the most points in the league, you know, the most That's amazing per game, which yeah. is almost three years now, you know, so yeah. it's really good. That's awesome. Yeah. And so when it's time to, you know, off season just happened and, and you did bring in, like you said, focusing on youth, a lot of those guys coming in young, just add advice, see you young. Um, and you're, you're sitting down for, okay, this is our plan. Is it you, Robin? Like how big is that team making that decision? How, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the, the feel of that meeting like? 
Yeah, I mean, there's no one individual meeting, I would right. say, is, is first. And the, the team that's making the decision is big. <laughs> you yeah. know, it really is. And I think that's why, again, when you're focused on bringing in good people, you really buy yourself the opportunity to be able to take on board a lot of different opinions that are valuable. And that's, that's something that's so important to us. So, I mean, ultimately, in, in my opinion, you want to try and build by consensus. Now, obviously, there's going to be times when you've got to make a decision. And that's, that's fine. And, and that responsibility is going to, going to stop with me, obviously. But you do want to have people on board. And you want to be able to take on, on board smart people's thoughts on, on what's going on. And we're very fortunate that, you know, whether it's, you know, obviously Robin's critically involved and you've got the rest of the coaching staff will always give input on, on players. You've got Fran Taylor who heads up our, our recruitment and, and scouting. You've got our scouts, you've got our analytics folks. But then you've also got folks on the business side, you know, as mm -hmm. well. And, and, you know, we'll go through all that. And ultimately, a lot of the decisions probably come down to, you know, myself, Robin, Fran, Wayne, we're the ones who are going to be sitting sure. really thinking through. Um, but we, we're very fortunate that a lot of the decisions we've been able to make recently, we're, we're very much on the same page. So there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of dissension there. Everybody's really, really pleased with what we've been able to do. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, feedback from from fans and from us, you know, just having a lot of time to discuss the rapids. It does seem that there's a a cultural alignment, not you know, not just in the front office, but to coaching and to, you know, and Omar spoke to that, that it's through the communications department, it's through the trainers, it's, you know, like everybody there seems to be committed to rapid success and on the same page and how to get that done. Was, is that a fair statement? Yeah. I mean, it's great to hear that Omar says that because obviously <laughs> that's, that's what you want to hear. Like, you know, and yeah. I mean, look, those things are going to have ups and downs and sure. we know we've always got to continue to get better and we've got to continue to work at that. But mm -hmm. it is very much what we try and do. We do want to be as inclusive as we possibly can and we mm -hmm. want to take on board you know, people's informed decisions because we want to have experts in the in the individual areas. And again, when you've got that North Star, when you know what you're trying to achieve as a club, everybody's got a really good sense of that. So we, we do want to hear people's opinions and thoughts. And yeah, as I said, it's a nice validation that Omar thinks that's, uh, <laughs> that's happening as well on his side. That's good. Uh, so when you, you know, you're on the financial side with UEFA and, and with Ireland, and you come over to more, of, like you said, you're looking for the club, for that challenge of building a club and building building that culture. Has that has your idea of how that work changed pretty drastically in the time you've done it? Like you had one idea coming in and now you're sitting here and like oh, it's dude. new and it's different and, and not kind of what you expected? Well, I mean, there were certainly learnings along the way. There's sure. no doubt. And I feel very fortunate, you know, to have come in and had the opportunity to learn. I right. think that's the really important thing. Like, so I was doing a lot of analytics myself um, back in, in both UEFA and in Ireland and kind of trying to build my own models, which when I look back now are incredibly rudimentary, <laughs> but I guess that's where the whole kind of analytics world was in soccer. It's still in its infancy. Sure. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to say we've got people like Fran and Matt Pfeffer in now who can mm -hmm. do it at a far higher level than I ever could. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think, I think I was fortunate. Coming in as sporting director gave me the opportunity to learn, you know. So Paul Bravo was here at the time and, you know, he'd obviously been in the league since, since the very beginning as a player. He'd done it as a coach. He'd done it, uh, you know, with the Galaxy as an administrator, then over here as technical director. You know, so you got to learn from, from people like that. And, you know, one of the things that I feel very fortunate about is that I've, I've got really strong relationships with kind of peers around the league um, and, and started that then. And, I like to soak up as much information as I can, like, sure. and, and try and, you know, just try and take on board different people's thoughts on how to do things, because there is no perfect way. There is no right, right way. If there was, everyone right. would be doing it. So you're, you're trying <laughs> to really always good. look and, and get insight on this. So yeah. I had certain ideas, you know, as I said, when you've been at Real Madrid and Man City and, you know, you know, clubs like that, 
you you get an understanding of what works for them sure but you also crucially get an understanding of what doesn't work oh yeah and believe you me like i spent a lot of time with some of those big clubs where they would tear their hair out and say oh, i wish we hadn't done this wish we hadn't done that or that goes right oh, or yeah. goes wrong so you kind of learn the you know the good and the bad mm -hmm. and then you kind of you need to understand the the idiosyncrasies of mls and that certainly was a a learning curve and obviously we've made mistakes along the way and and things that have gone wrong where the outcome has been wrong and i think that's what i kind of focus on like we like to talk about making consistently good decisions sure that if you do that then over time i mean you're gonna you're gonna end up with a good a good situation and you're gonna end up with a good club that does things right mm -hmm. but is always prepared to kind of course correct is always prepared to listen even when it's hard you know and sometimes you'll you'll say okay this didn't work out the way we thought why you know and you gotta you gotta face that and then you gotta course correct and go quick if you're gonna fail fail quick move on and, and get it right learn from time. it keep yeah, going exactly. um coming from those big clubs you've obviously seen those massive uh you know supporter groups and and you know fitting 80 plus thousand fans into a stadium and you know it's you can't compare a game in the mls to a game at the Bernabeu or anything like that but what have you sort of seen in the growth of the Rapids fan base, Rapids supporter groups, and sort of the MLS at large. And I mean, how, you know, do you find, do you find that there's a role as part of your role to sort of support that and build it up or is, you know, just kind of. Oh yeah. I mean, to support it 100%, mm -hmm. there's no doubt. I mean, we've all got to be in this together. Mm -hmm. Like the way I look at this is ultimately we're trying to grow the sport. Right. So if we're going to talk about being the heartbeat of sport in the state of Colorado in 25 years, that that means the onus is on us to help support the entire sport. So we're all in this together, and right. that's a consensus you'll hear, you know, amongst all the clubs. In, in my opinion, mm -hmm. anyway, I, I I would actually say you can compare some of these games sure. because I'll be honest with you, I've been you know I've been fortunate. I've been at like Champions League finals, European Championships, whatever it is, and 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 games all over Europe. Like, but you know. <laughs> You, you go to our game in 2016 against Galaxy. Yeah. I've not seen anything like it. You look at like Thanksgiving last year. I was, was in electric. the crowd there. It was awesome. <laughs> it was absolutely electric. It was incredible. Like, and yeah. Actually, I actually got to be there too. That was my first yeah. game I have ever covered. It was that, incredible. It was the best atmosphere I've ever been a part of when it came to a game. Yeah. That's including any sport. And I've been to Mexico games too. There, there yeah. you and go. Okay. Are, if you're able to compare it to that, that's a good situation. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> that's, that's rowdy. Like, yeah. But I had it was such a cool experience last year for the Rapids. It for really sure. was. And I think that brings you back to representing a city and a state. Like right. Everybody was in that together. And mm -hmm. that's something that's really cool. And to be honest, you see that around the country. Like, I'll never forget my first time going to Portland. Oh, yeah. And just being blown away by how many fans were there when we arrived, which was 90 minutes before kickoff. Yeah, TIFO, TIFO's all the way up to the top. It's, to the it's, lights and it's down phenomenal. And, like, and, yeah. and they're not alone. I mean, Cincinnati last year, my first trip there, incredible. You know, and that's a club that's, you know, gone through, you know, some some feeding pains as, they're, oh, as yeah. they're kicking things off. But just, you know, what an atmosphere at that game. The supporters behind them and, you know, obviously now they've got, like, you know, Jeff Birding's there and you've got, you know, Pat Noonan coming in, Chris Albright, and they're going to make those steps forward. But it's great to see clubs like that build in, in that way. And, mm -hmm. and that's one of the big differences I've seen over here in the United States. Like, we always talked about, again, coming from the more... Um, I don't want to say administrative side, but when you're in the more regulatory side, I would say, sure. you know, with a national association or confederation, you're always looking at what are the ideals. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking, um, when we would talk to clubs, you, you, you always wanted to focus on three areas. Get your infrastructure right, get your community initiatives right, and get your youth development right. Mm -hmm. And that's the basis for a good club. You know, and I think a lot of what we see in Europe is, is that there's a race 
to try and just spend, spend, spend because yes. <laughs> there's an urgency for, you know, you need to win every single game. And that is one of the, the benefits of over here is that you are allowed to build, mm -hmm. you know, and I think the league is, is looking to do that. You're looking to build for long-term sustainability. And I think that's one thing MLS has got really, really, you know, it's done well. Mm -hmm. They have focused on those kind of three key areas. And again, for us, we want to be a, a real connector in our community. We want to be something that like, or some, a club and an entity that really fits in with our community. And I think, again, you talk about the ability to plan, you know, we went through an incredibly tough year in 2018 and at the start of 19, but again, like to get that support from, from ownership and from our organization to say, look, we believe in the plan. Mm -hmm. We just need to continue to go through with it. And then obviously you, you end up getting the rewards on the other end. So those are things that I think are really good over here, but absolutely we need to be we need to have each other's back because we need to grow the sport sure. by the time the world cup comes here in 2026 mm -hmm. we need to be prepared so this runway that we have over the next five years sure. it's absolutely critical because in the same way that 94 the world cup in 94 paved the way for what we're seeing now As the for, MLS, for the yeah. mls you absolutely. know i wouldn't be here without without that world cup which ireland were the only team to be beat Italy in that World Cup, by the way. People hey, there you know, go. But, there you go. Um, <laughs> at least in regulation, I guess. But, you know, we've got this pathway into 2026. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, you know, it's been incredible to be part of the Denver bid group on that as yeah. well. And we're super excited about, about our, our, our the possibility of having it. And Yeah, and I was going to say, like, where's there. that at? Is that, I mean... Hey, we're going to find out, I guess, soon enough. Yeah, like I mean, I've, I've seen two U.S. games at DSG before, but yeah. there and fantastic atmosphere yeah one in the snow the snow the infamous snow, snow costa rica yeah, game yeah. and then uh against trinidad, trinidad and, tobago and tobago with that yeah, awesome yeah. pulisic brace there yeah. was was uh yeah. i mean i've you you can feel the soccer culture definitely i think improving Absolutely. i know yaya's been involved with it from the start but you know he can probably speak to the growth in denver as well um and you know you you're obviously no stranger to supporter groups i know you've been on matt's podcast and you've been on mm -hmm. uh been on a few probably right a few yeah, a few yeah, of the local yeah, rapids podcasts yeah. and you're here in studio with us and um it's cool to you know it's really cool to see that that culture sort of build and grow and, and you've seen it all over the world yeah. and to, to feel like we have a strong culture here in denver i think there's a lot of people invested in in growing that outside the club yeah. and we were with c38 this weekend um yeah um one thing i can say from that i grew up in colorado mm -hmm. all time poor before the show first game i ever went to was Chivas versus US, uh, USA versus the Rapids down at Maha High. Mm -hmm. It was the precursor to uh, Santos versus America. It was a huge, there was a huge crowd, but they were all there to watch uh, America versus Santos because it was a right. huge Latin community. Yeah. Now, if you have the same thing, I think the crowd is there for the Rapids. Absolutely. I think it's really ha has grown to the point. Like, I think the Rapids have done a great job of like creating this atmosphere where you're feeling like it's more like Europe. You're feeling a little bit more like it's Seattle. You're, you guys are doing a really good job. Omar and Porig and everybody included that. Like these last couple of years, I could really feel like you guys are trying to get the fans involved a lot more, trying to expand a little bit more than what I used to be, uh, what yeah, I used to yeah, hear yeah. on the radio and everything. No, absolutely. And we've got to continue to do that. As you said, we've got to all be in this together to grow it together. And I think mm -hmm. you just look at what C38 did this year. I mean, we've played like two snow games already, I think, this oh, year. God. And that game against Guatemala. Oh, that Communicaciones yeah. game was 
me, it was me, Matt Pollard, Brendan from the Post, <laughs> uh, Vinny. We were all, you know, triple layered, drinking coffee outside. <laughs> it was, it was cold. It was, it was really cold, and yet I was chilling at my house. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you I, were. I, I was watching it from home. I did not go to that game. I was, I did not want to get a cold. <laughs> I'll yeah, tell you that. We'll much. need to force you the next one. You gotta be at the next one. <laughs> I've been, I've been to a couple of snow games, just not that one. I wanted yeah. to hang out. Oh at home. man, that was brutal. That was. I mean, the Snow Classical game, I mean, you know, I may or may not have had some uh, liquid jacket on for the for the U.S. Costa Rica <laughs> game. So that was a little different. This one was this one was on a next level. And to see that was Max's first week in Denver, right? It was. I mean, <laughs> I talked about arriving in June or July or whatever it was to the yeah. sunshine. My, this has been a cold winter. Yeah. It's been a longer winter than <laughs> I've experienced here. I keep telling him we get more sun than San Diego. And he looks at me. I think he thinks I'm, I'm mad. But <laughs> You know, I guess we'll we'll, we'll see it. We know it's going to turn, and, yeah. and there's been some good days here. Uh, you want to pull up that Dev Machine comment there? Dev is a, a heavily featured. Yeah, Dev is actually a really huge supporter. He's always involved. He, cool. He's a part of the C38. He's a he's the he's the hot dog guy. He's the grill man, dude. The hot <laughs> yeah. dog master of Commerce City. Uh, Dev says, "How does uh, Park feel about Rapids Two? Does he want to keep?" the kids there to develop or will they be moving up and down to the senior team a lot yeah it's great i'm super excited about rapids too uh, like when i look at our team the group that we're going to be able to put out there mm -hmm. i think it's going to be an electric team there's a lot of speed oh, yeah. a lot of potential in that group and a lot of really talented young players absolutely there's going to be movement the whole time and that's the great benefit of this you know mm -hmm. we had a we had a really good relationship with the the switchbacks and that went well and even before that with the uh, charlotte independence you know helped in the development of Sam Vines, which was, you know, really key Sammy. Um, for us. Yeah, it was, it was great. But we've had a great relationship with the switchbacks, but the ability to have these players training with us every day right. in our environment, being able to literally be called up and down within five minutes, you know, they can be on one field, come to another field, right. in the building with us. That's really important, you know. Is I mean, there a limit to that? Like, uh, I know, like, you know, like NBA has two-way contracts with their teams. Yeah. And there's, like, you can only go up and down so many times. You only have so many days you're allowed to be with the club. Is there anything like that with Rapids 2 to rap to the senior team? There's there's certain limitations, but that's more for players who are signed to Rapids 2 contracts Got rather it. than Got players it. who are signed to MLS contracts that go down on loan. Okay. So someone like Darren Yappi, he can go, go up and down. That's not going to be a problem at all. And you're going to see him go up and down, you sure. know, because, you know, for Darren's development and – what what a prospect he is, you know, such oh, yeah. a talented kid. And yeah, yeah, loves him. Some yeah, he was saying sure. that pre. <laughs> pre, pre he's, he's big big fan of any player that starts with a yeah. So yeah, 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 and that's kind of the end of the list for now. Yeah. <laughs> we got a few more in there, but you know, we need to get him as many minutes as possible. Yeah. So is he going to start for the first team now? No, you know that that's you know something he's going to have to There's build some into. Some guys to get through on that. Yeah, are, that's not his fault. Uh, well, right? he may that's, get there. Yeah. He may get there. Absolutely, but. Uh, he will get there, I should say, longer term. But in, in the short term, he, you know, he'll continue to push. But we want him to get as many minutes as he can uh, with that team or as many minutes as he can in a professional environment while still being able to train with us and, mm -hmm. and be able to come on for us when, when needed. You know? So it's super exciting. And, and the talent that is in that group you know, is going to be it's going to be something to behold. We've, we've had a few injuries which have, have really hurt us this year. You, know? oh, yeah. you, you look at the likes of an Ali Laraz and a... A Kate, uh, you know, at the, at the Rapids two level. Yeah. Obviously, Brian Galvan's been devastating at the senior level, but you know, those two players I think would have would have been really exciting to watch in there too. But you still like Anthony Markanik, who's coming through. Seb Anderson is obviously phenomenal year last year at the Switchbacks. You look at Mayaka. You look at, at Yaya's favorite Yaya and Yappy. <laughs> you know, the Yaya a, a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
there's just there's so much talent yeah. there's so much speed there's so much soccer in that group oh yeah i'm, I'm really excited about it and really great great venue it. too it is and i think this is a big deal for us you know as we said we want to be a, a part of this community and we mm -hmm. know that that um you know there's a there's a grouping that down there in du that that we hope can get some additional exposure to the rapids and, sure. and that we can grow with that as well and the first game for anyone who was there at du it was great yeah i Players heard a lot like, of really good stuff yeah it was really really cool. good stuff really cool that's awesome um let's uh do you want to get into maybe some roster stuff is that cool just talk about yeah. some of the guys some of the resigning yeah, some of the yeah, yeah um you know i think i think the thing that really stood out to me when you look back at the offseason obviously people really point to the max acquisition and, and kind of the mystery of max and the the <laughs> you know basically only having the, his youtube highlight reel yeah. to see but yeah. i think to me the biggest was that string of re-signings of kind of those core guys mm -hmm. right like keegan and the captain um was there something you saw from those guys? Who else was in that? Who am I missing from there? Why am I blanking? Yeah, yeah. Costa, Brian Acosta. Well, yeah, but the re-signing, so it was. Oh, yeah, right. Was, you got Beta Shirt, I think, re-signed as well. well no, yeah, yeah Donnie Wilson, Wilson and Mark Anthony K. There it is, Wilson, yeah, K, yeah, K were, Price, yeah. Keegan. It was yeah. a huge, yeah. huge, huge. Yeah. Those guys are all obviously very excel in their roles. And was there something, like, what? what is maybe something that we don't see that's like a, a common yeah well in terms of things you was, don't see we, right. we have a lot more video on max oh, than just his youtube oh channel. of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, is the, that is the good thing we get to see a lot more of that which yeah. is which is um, obviously a key part to him not being a mystery to us i guess like yeah. um on on those guys i think look we really believe in continuity sure. and, and i think one of the things that we want to do we've talked all along we, we want to focus on youth so mm -hmm. we want to bring youth through sometimes what will happen is we'll have a six month period like we had where some of our top young players will be sold you know they sure. will move on and we look at this I mean, as that's how do we balance that yeah it is, <laughs> it it is. it's exactly the way it should be i'm a schalke guy so okay i You've mean seen it. that's all my favorite players it's a two-year three-year window max yeah. and they're out the door you know, that's so. it i mean at yeah. the end of the day this is a you know this is a big global business and mm -hmm. a, a big global industry as well and it's really important for us to be able to show that that not only can we identify recruit and develop those players but we can sell them as well because ultimately the top young players around the country that's what they want mm -hmm. you know and again in 15 years that's going to be completely different right. because i do believe this is going to be the spot to be at that point oh, in time that's so exciting. but but for <laughs> now so it's, we're building to that you know we're building to it <laughs> but we really want to make sure that we've always mm -hmm. got a spine because mm -hmm. and that's the balancing act right we want to be a perennial playoff team sure so if you're going to do that, you need to have a spine of good, experienced players mm -hmm. who can lead on the field, but who can also help develop those young players. Yeah, Those young players need role, model, role models. They need people that they can look at and say, okay, that's how you do things. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to find many better than, I mean, you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned Betashore. Like, you know, we've got Betashore and Drew Moore mm -hmm. who are re-signings as well. Those experienced heads who've won it all. Yeah, I know? guess those were the four were extensions versus exactly. re-signings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you've got like, I mean, Jack Price... I don't know if I've come across a more complete person when it comes to, to my time here in this oh, wow. league. You know, yeah. an incredible leader, mm -hmm. just brilliant in the locker room, very wow. great, great from a communication perspective. And his on-field play... I mean, he's a surgeon with those free kicks. He's unbelievable. He's, <laughs> he's unbelievable. wild like, watching those. I had a conversation. I mean, you know, I'm chatting with um, with another Team G. I'm not going to say who or the sure. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were talking... <laughs> We were talking about a player and he said, well, he'll be taking free kicks for us. And, and he's like, he was like, I can understand why he wasn't for you. If I had Jack Price, no one would be touching the ball ever except for him. <laughs> and like, that's the kind of regard sure. he's held in around the league. Mm -hmm. Like 
he is the best set piece taker in the league since David Beckham. Yeah, uh, that's, I think as that's, far as I'm concerned, that's just the way it is. Um, and I think when you add his set piece delivery with Chris Sharp's set piece preparation, it's a potent combination, that's awesome. and that's what it's proven to be. You yeah. know, so re-signing Jack as our leader. He's been here for four years. He's won Team MVP four years in a row. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that says it all. Mark Anthony K. I think we've you know we we targeted him quite some time ago. We just think he's one of the one of the most talented players in this league. He's obviously yeah. been a force with the the Canadian national team as well, and they're and they're just incredible. Good for them. Campaign yeah, I mean, they've done. top of the just, group, qualified, yeah, phenomenal, yeah. great team to watch as well. Um, and you know, we we felt that Mark was going to be a really strong addition mm -hmm. to our group. He can really pick a pass. He can pick a pass with the best of them. And what you're now starting to see is a more authoritative and aggressive player on the field oh, yeah. you know where he's becoming a little bit more physically dominant as well and if you would have noticed last year he didn't have a lot of 90 minute performances for us this year he's been going 90 i think that minutes. atlanta game specifically you really saw an athletic edge across the board yeah there, um there was out, a few tasty tackles and, oh yeah game, like, you know. um you know i did, and when you were talking about building through u.s culture i think a guy like keegan is really nice to yeah. look at coming up through the ncaa and and you know going to Philly and then coming over uh, to Colorado. He's Mr. Um, consistency. He's like, he's actually been a guest on on this show yeah. before too. And and I, when I think Rapids, that's usually the first guy that that comes to my mind is Keegan yeah. and and how he's really bought in and wants to be here. Right. Yeah. I mean, he probably has his opportunities as any other talented player would, but for him to really speak highly to the culture and to that is is really awesome to see. Yeah. I mean, he he's critically important. You can play him. I mean, he's played right back, right wing back, right sided <laughs> yeah. center back. You know, sometimes he's up past the attack. Oh, sometimes for sure. He can, yeah. You know, I mean, we've the way we play and some of you know the coaching principles that mm -hmm. we have. Sometimes he's out wide up. Sometimes he's in the pocket. You know, oh, yeah. he, he can do it all. Like and. You know, to have a, a player like him, who, as you said, has come through the system here, knows what it takes, comes in every day, performs every mm -hmm. day to a high level, that's that's incredibly valuable. Like, and then, you know, if we talked about the two midfielders in Price and, and Kane, and then you talk about Keegan and Danny Wilson, mm -hmm. you know, Danny is just hands down the best defensive passer in the league. He's great with the ball at his feet, for unbelievable. sure. Oh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, I think Danny is exactly why we, we bring in players from abroad and understand that, it can take a year to acclimatize or 18 sure. months to acclimatize. Yeah. But then you see the class start to come through. Oh, yeah. And the things that Danny can do and how he can launch attacks for us from, from that central defensive spot, it's been phenomenal. You you know, you you know have two uh, incredibly athletic uh, defenders outside him in, in Lalas and, and, and oh, Austin. Beautiful goal from Lalas last week. It weekend. was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. He followed through, did really well. That and, was awesome. you know, Yeah, <laughs> it really was. So we kind of feel with those, with those extensions sure. that we've we've again just protected the core mm -hmm. protected what what we know is going to be is going to allow us to build around that foundation over the next couple of years continue to bring in these young players like max like i'm super excited of galvan back he oh yeah he was unbelievable in the preseason this year and that was a devastating injury for us oh, but i mean acls you never those are that's three scary letters when they're put next to each yeah, other for sure that's for uh, sure. but he'll come back strong he's already ahead of schedule that's good um yeah now we're not going to rush him and and you know, I think we are focused on next year w with him, given the, the condensed season to get the World Cup in this year. But to see the determination on his side and, and to be able to re-sign him as well mm -hmm. was, was critically important because we need these top young players. We want to have them for their two, three, four years of their prime. Mm -hmm. And then, sure, you know, we, we, can, we can look to move them on into Europe and, and reinvest that money and have the next, uh, the Yayas and Yappies come through. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I do want to get to this Hattie question, but I do have one more question about, yeah. the, about the roster and, and the most latest move of bringing in Viasia, who mm -hmm. 
every reaction we've seen from Cincinnati fans, I kind of go through, I went through their subreddit, you know, searched through Twitter. They, all the fans love him. Yeah. And he kind of fits your model of the young, athletic. I mean, yeah. what can you kind of give, you know, the Rapids fans watching and a little what you saw in him and, and why you think he'd be such a good fit with Frazier and with the club as a whole? Yeah, I mean, the only frustration we've got is how long it took to sure. get the deal done. <laughs> I mean, we wanted this deal last year and mm -hmm. obviously they had a, a, a change in, in GM and, and you know, Chris really, I, I've got a good relationship with Chris. Mm -hmm. Obviously, when he was at Philly, we did the, the Keegan deal and, yeah. and the Austin Trusty deal together. So we, we were pushing for Viasia for quite some time because we, we feel like he's got a lot of the attributes that we really look for. I mean, First things first, he's he's six foot two. He is built. I, don't, I mean, you want to get him in here, you're going to get in a wider chair. He is a <laughs> he is a physical uh, specimen. That's awesome. He's incredibly athletic, and this is where the, the the kind of scouting and the analytics really come come in together, because our scouting guys loved him, but our analytics guys were saying he may be the second most athletic center back in the league behind only Miles Robinson. So that's really important to us because you know we want players who are super athletic. We want that that physicality on the back line, mm -hmm. but then from a scouting perspective, his ability on the ball is really really good. So he's a right footer who plays pretty much exclusively on the left. Okay, he likes to play on the left. That's where he prefers yeah, to yeah. play, and he is he is as comfortable playing off his left as he is his right. He made his sure. debut for the Ecuadorian national team at left sided centre back as well. Okay. You know, so again, we just see him as a, a young a young central defender with with real European level upside from an athleticism standpoint. We think his best years are ahead of him. There's other things we look at. You know, we look at the contract situation mm -hmm. as well, and, and we think he's got one of the best contracts in the league. You know, and those things sounds are good to me too. I'm, I mean, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, so you're looking to, to try and build through this, and and again, he, he just fits what we're looking to do. And then yeah. then you start doing the due diligence work because again, if you want to join the Colorado Rapids as a player, you better be a good character. Mm -hmm. You better have a good mentality. And, you know, there's a New Zealand rugby team saying that people, okay. I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but people should go and find that out. And that's that's pretty important when we're bringing people in. Sure. And, and he fit them all. What a great guy. Yeah. Always I smart. already see him finishing off some of these price set pieces. I, uh, oh, that's man. a big part of the conversation. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you pull up this uh, Hattie comment that came through last year? Uh, Hattie McHatface. Nice name there. That's great. Name. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious: is there a star player in the world who embodies an archetype or play style that would be excellent on the Rapids? So, think, I think this guy's thinking of a way to sort of embody Rapids culture that you're trying to build as a whole. Is there a a world level star that you see that's like, oh man, that guy is what we're trying. Like, you yeah. see something in there. I mean. I, you know, I grew up a Man United fan. I'm yeah, awesome. <laughs> let's go! You know, that was that was certainly let's my team. Go. That was my, my dad's team, so that's from the 1990 FA Cup. Yeah, final. yeah, you heard Replay that, right? It was my first, first game at Wembley, seeing them beat Crystal Palace. So <laughs> it kind of, even though I'm probably leaning a bit more towards <clears throat> towards Arsenal these days for obvious reasons, yeah. but um, it pains me to say it, but I, I'm going to have to pick a Man City player. I mean, sure. Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, is, he's, I mean. Is, is kind of, he would embody... The type of player like because i think it's it's his it's not only the technical qualities that everybody can see yeah but it's his selflessness sure you know you talk about somebody who can play in multiple different positions but at the end of the day will always do what is best for the team mm -hmm. you know that that's incredible and he's played everywhere for man city absolutely he's played as a false nine for man city he's, and this season has been unreal yeah he's he is truly truly exceptional and i think when when you watch him play the speed at which he plays, the mm -hmm. speed at which he thinks the game, his understanding of the game mm -hmm. is at a level that, that you know, I think we're incredibly fortunate to be able to watch. 
Um, and yeah, I wouldn't mind sticking him into our team. Yeah, sure. yeah. Let's uh, let's get that in motion here. Let's start yeah. the uh, Twitter <laughs> campaign to get De Bruyne and Commerce City. Yeah, yeah. Though you heard that, right? You heard it. I did hear it. You heard. I, I give him, him, him a lot of BS. You heard United. He's a Man U fan. You heard United in there? Yeah, I also <laughs> heard he's sure an Arsenal that. man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big Marcelo Flores guy. The, I can tell right I've now. Seen the, I've seen the hateful comments in there. I'm hating on my United kit when I wear it on the show. I've seen it, but look. Real real heads no. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say to you guys in the comments there. Real he also heads said no. he's a big Arsenal fan, so look out for Marcelo. Hey, we're company men here too. You know, let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, let's... Um, yeah, yeah. You wanna you wanna do these little get to know Porg real quick. You wanna do the, some of those toss some of those those questions at us. Let's see what Porg prefers out of everything. Okay, so you can get my opinion on these things too, although it's less important. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Stay away. We're here for Porg and only. Porg. Let me tell you, I'm going to say it either way. So. <laughs> I, I figured. So I have your mic muted for now. Oh no! Wait, really? Wait. No, you're, no, no. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Let's do it. All right. Do you prefer? <laughs> Christmas or your birthday? Uh, Christmas. Ooh. Oh. Time dude. machine or Christmas. magic wand? Time machine would be pretty cool. Yep. Great. Yeah. Yep. That's actually growth or security. Growth. Skill awesome or popularity. Answer. Skill. Skill. Man, this is awesome. Happy <laughs> endings or sad endings? Happy what? Ending. Happy? What kind of question is that? Yeah, that's weird. Yo, you, you don't know, man. Maybe you like you like crying a little bit at night. Right? You just <laughs> I cry. I'd much rather cry those happy tears. Come on. All right, bar of soap or body wash? Body wash. Ooh, yeah, I got that Harry's. That stuff smells so. <laughs> I thought good. you were. I thought you were saying that you were Harry. I'm like, I, I am Harry, but also Harry's. <laughs> Love that stuff. Smells great. Success or happiness? It's got to be happiness. Happiness helps breed success. Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting. It. I'll take that answer. Yeah, I like that answer. I, I I'll agree with you guys. I was thinking about success for a little bit, but. Look, Eye on the Prize is great, too. I'm not going to hate yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speeding ticket or parking ticket? Um, I guess parking tickets are cheaper, <laughs> depending on which one it is in Denver. Right. Some of those can be pricey. Yeah, I've got a few boats since I've been over here. <laughs> um, I'm probably a little bit more susceptible to getting, well, I don't know. Actually, people differ. Yeah, neither is great. Let's be honest. <laughs> I've, I've had too many I of both. I put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I've had too many of both. I've had too many of both. I'm going to try and avoid them. Would you prefer breakfast or dinner? Uh, breakfast. Breakfast. Yeah, breakfast Yo, big He's a man time. after my heart. Yeah. I, I'm I a breakfast guy. I went <laughs> yeah. out. I was at Apple Ridge Cafe for breakfast this morning. I love it. There's a lot breakfast. of good breakfast spots around here. What is your go-to yeah. breakfast place? Um, I do like snooze. Yeah. Yeah, I like snooze. Ooh. Actually, so Dev Machine is part of their IT for snooze. He's yeah. a He's a big snooze guy. I'm a, I love snooze, Excellent. man. Yeah. yeah, snooze is good. Excellent mimosa. Pancakes, Just putting that out there. <laughs> pan, pancakes for the table is the best at snooze. Yeah. Because they have those crazy flavors. So you just put one in the middle and everyone can go at it. There you go. Oh, that's there good. You go. Yeah. Uh, sports car or a pickup truck? You said so, you're a Jeep guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't have pickup trucks in Ireland. That always cracks me up. You come over here. <laughs> Dude, like, you, some of these trucks are just flying. ridiculous. Yeah. There's no more of those little two-seat Ford Rangers. You don't see that anymore yeah. from when I was a kid. They're massive. I've not sports had a sports car, car sports either, car. to be honest. Like, I did get into, um, 
I'm going to blank. Hugo Rolega. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. The Colombian striker who's at Fulham. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his agent picked me up back in 2015 in his sports car. Oh, and see. I think I'm too old now. I think if I try and get into a sports car and the, the, the doors are on the ground, like that's just going to... My back will keel over, so I'll go with a pickup truck. I'm know. a pickup truck, my guy. Right, great. Uh, yeah, I like sports cars. Yeah, speed, good. baby, good. speed. What speed when you can run over everything? Just saying. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, perfect teeth or perfect hair? You got both, clearly. Very good oh, wow. Man. But like, which yeah, one yeah, you the charmer, dude. Dude, I, I, I got to <laughs> win some points here. <laughs> I'm working on one. Like, I guess I come from like an area of the world that's not renowned for perfect teeth, and I've just got... Big thick hair. I'm. I guess the older I get, the more thankful I am that I've still got a full head of hair. So I'm gonna go with hair. On that. There's a reason I wear a beanie on every episode. <laughs> There's I a reason no I wear hair. a hat too. My hair's not great either. <laughs> I have no hair. Horror movie or comedy movie? Depend. I would say comedy. Yeah. Well, okay. Comedy. Give me some of your favorite comedies. Um, I like pretty much like all the Judd Apatow stuff. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, big into that. Super bad, knocked up. Yeah, they're all they're all good. This is this is the end. Dude, like, all this, kind this of is stuff. why I love pouring, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> he loves breakfast. She's in the pickup truck. Judd and love and loves funny movies. Pineapple yeah, Express probably like, got to be my favorite of those. Like, Judd I'll be honest, like, films like Notting Hill and stuff like that. I can get on board with all. Okay, that. rom coms. Yo, yeah, I love a good rom com. Rom coms are my like it's comedy and then rom coms for you me. Had a rom com. If you have to have a horror pick though, what's your go to? Um, so I remember when I was a kid, like quite young, mm -hmm. I somehow managed to, to see the omen. Whoa, nice. And Damien. I'm not going to lie. That terrifying. Oh, I think I was like five or six. Creepy. That was, yeah, that was pretty, pretty, pretty rough. And yeah. there was another one a few years ago that it was, well, a few years ago. It was actually when I was in the United States in, in Boston, 99, uh, Stigmata, I think was the name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that. And then there was one that ended up being... You know, uh, there was a bunch of them after that, but the first one was really good, but I'm blanking on the name of that name. If I have to pick to me later. one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Jessica Biel one. All right. Shout out. That's just because it has Jessica Biel. It's hey. not even because it's a good hey. movie. <laughs> Fairview High School's finest. Shout out. If she's watching, I'm sure she is. Shout out. Just because it's Jessica Biel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you rather have a dirty bathroom or a dirty kitchen? You have to choose one? You have to choose I one. I cannot stand a dirty kitchen. It drives. I mean, I'm a restaurant, former restaurant guy. I can't do it. Can't do it. That's yeah. I've worked in a restaurant kitchen as well. Like so, that's that is not good. But I kind of feel like a dirty bathroom is not good. That's true too. Like, you can't. I would like. Why would you have either? I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too tough. Hey, who's that? <laughs> we never said it was going to be a little softball. We, we're that's trying to get too the, tough. We're trying to get no pouring. Like, that's true. That's right. That's right. All right. Keep keep them coming. All right. Very last one. Oh, where is it at? I lost it. Oh, live in a warm climate. Or one with all four seasons. All four seasons. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 warm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're a California oh, guy. I know that. Hey, look, nah. summer eternally is is where it's at. Gotta say, you nah, got a lot fall and winter, man. They're yeah, they're beautiful. It's is, spring. You can't get much better than this. I mean, coming no, from, right. like Ireland is pretty much mild all the time. Mm -hmm. People think it rains far more than it does. It drizzles. Like you can deal <laughs> with it. It's fine. But like <laughs> having the seasons, that's that's pretty epic. Sure. Yeah, oh yeah. Let me go. With I got a couple. Yeah, yeah. Can I get? Can I? Can I run a couple? And you can answer these ones. Yeah. Too. Go ahead, man. It's your show. Like <laughs> okay. I'm just here. I'm just here to supply you. It's our show. Yeah, yeah. We're the dynamic duo. <laughs> You're the pretty one, man. Why do you think I'm behind That's the camera? That's true. I'm the Why? face. Yeah. Why do you think I'm behind behind the computer over here? Um. Okay. Non-U.S. Non-Mexico team. You're pulling for most at the World Cup. Non-Concacaf, because because Max obviously in there. So. 
Oh, non-concacaf. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the times, like I'm going to be looking for really good games, and I'm just sure. genuinely interested in um, a team to perform. If I was going to pick one, I'd pick Denmark. Um, okay. I know Casper Hulman quite oh, cool. well, um, and I think what you know some of the things he's done, I think, is, has been phenomenal. I think I can't remember their full group, but I know they're in with France. Um, I think that's going to be a really, really interesting game. Mm -hmm. I think obviously everything that, that happened with Christian Eriksen last year, I think there's going to be a lot of people pulling for them. But yeah, I think I'd, I'd probably just with the personal connection there, uh, my best friend from high school lives there as well. So I've visited there quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I think I'd probably go, probably okay. go with Denmark. I think that's a really cool yeah. pick. I mean, Eriksen getting those goals against uh, Chelsea last weekend was... What a scene to see it with yeah. Bradley going into Chelsea and, and pulling out a win with <laughs> him scoring. That was like, yeah. I got emotional and I'm watching it. And yeah. obviously Chelsea losing didn't hurt that. Yeah, yeah, who's your, who's your pick? That's hard, man. And I'll tell you my pick. You can tell me yours because I got to think about it. I got to think about it if I'm honest. Uh, I got to go Portugal. My guy Bruno re-signed. Love to see it. You saw there, can, you saw Bruno or the Ronaldo assist to Bruno in qualifying. That was gorgeous. We need to see more of that. You just can't beat. I mean, the World Cup is just such an incredible it's the spectacle. Best. <laughs> like, and I think it's so nothing like, touches it. No, no. I mean, it's just incredible for that month-long period. The standard, the quality, and just the different styles coming together, and and that's why I think it's like it's just so exciting to see. I I can't wait for it. And I think that's why we're so fortunate that mm -hmm. we're gonna have it on our doorstep in 2026. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just such a big deal, and and. To have that level of competition of the exposure and for the next generation of soccer fans mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, hopefully come here and watch it in Denver. Oh the God. best talent in the world. It's it's oh. it's incredible. Oh I'm my just Lord. My bucket list is to go watch Mexico play at the World Cup. Okay. So well, now that, that it's that coming here, yeah. if Mexico ever won the World Cup, I would cry so much that I, I would become would. depressed because hey, I'm so Mexico happy. Mexico getting based in Denver for the 2026 World Cup would be pretty nice. I would, be a game here. I would literally cry. <laughs> oh, man. It's not happening because they're going to be based in Mexico, clearly. Well, maybe as they go through the tournament. You that know, would be know. the one you place. But I assume you would just have them all play in one in each, right? I mean, or is the U.S. going to play all in the U.S., Canada, play all in Canada? Well, I mean, we'd have to see. I mean, we don't know yet, right, but yeah. yeah, yeah. The most important thing is we need games here. Yeah, That's absolutely. Any yeah, World Denver. Cup game would Literally be fine. And, and I thought about it; it would probably have to be Spain. Spain? Spain? Yeah, I love Barcelona. Love Pedri. Oh, okay. Best young midfielder in the world. Yeah, got to go with him. Two good ones coming. Yeah. Right there. I, so that's my pick. I love right. love him too much. Yeah. They probably. They'll, I mean, they'll get through. You'll, you'll see some interesting games with them. Watch out for Ireland in 2026. 2026? Yeah, you heard it here first. Mexico-Ireland game. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we you go. heard it here first. Um, all right. I, I got to ask. We're wrapping up. It's the end. We're there. You know what everyone in the Rapids world wants to ask. So I have to be the one to ask. I feel bad for you, Mitch. <laughs> you the one that told me to ask. So Hey, so. Throw, way to throw me into the table right away. <laughs> The DP9. What is there anything you can speak to or want to? You know, I know, I I have long said, look, it's a it's a process. We have Rubio. He's had success as a DP striker, but what can you speak to? Obviously, without getting into too much that you can't speak to. Yeah. What 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 can you give to the Rapids fans that obviously want to hear something around that? 
Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've spoken about it before. Like, sure. our focus is always on making the team better, right? right? Like, that, that's where everything starts and ends. We want to mm -hmm. make the team better. And thankfully, we're in a position right now where making this team better, mm -hmm. it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. No, you know, it's, we're it's not very back hard. In, in, in 2017, <laughs> 18, when there was a lot of players that we wanted to shift out there. We do want to bring in more attacking talent. Like, we want to bring in you know more players in, in that area that might be one that might be two and mm -hmm. um, we've got we've got a number of things on on the go right now sure. some would be in 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 this window before it, it closes at, at, at the kind of start of may and some could be in the in the summer window. in that july window yeah. and again the thing the thing always it always comes back to me is like are we getting the right person for this club sure that's that's what it is they've got to be able to come in they've got to fit in with what we're doing and they've got to make us better and, you know, as I said, thankfully, since since Robin's been here, mm -hmm. we've been able to execute in a lot of our plans. We've mm -hmm. got the, the, the best record in the league since that time. So this is a good team that's doing well, that finished as the number one seed. Right. But we're never going to stop wanting to get better. Right. And, you know, there, there's all the thing about it. I don't really spend too much time thinking about the designations. We sure. will put different players in different positions. Theoretically, we could have lots of DPs right now well, yeah. with, with players. Well, that like I was surprised the, that Viacia, I didn't know game. there was a slot for Viacia to go into yeah. like that, right? Like, and there's, and I, you know, I feel like I know that's a pretty good jigsaw. amount about roster building. Yeah. And yeah, there's like so That's the jigsaw yeah. you talked about at the beginning. Like, and what we're aiming to do is to make sure that we're putting everyone in the right spots, that we're maximizing the team return. Right. We're maximizing like our ability to, to perform on, on the field. But yeah, look, I mean, Diego started the year off very well. And, mm -hmm. and I think Diego does a number of things that are absolutely critical to what Robin's trying to execute oh, yeah. week in and week out. At the same point in time, this goes for every position. And we say this to the players. As soon as we sign players, we openly say, from this day on, it's my job to replace you. And it's your job to prove <laughs> that you shouldn't be replaced. Right, right. And, and that's, that's a healthy absolutely. atmosphere to have there because everyone's pushing. So yeah, we've got a, a number of really exciting targets. That's awesome. Um, we've got a number of different different types because we want to have the flexibility of being able to play a three five two, a four three three, different systems depending on on what we're faced with. Mm -hmm. But like we're never satisfied. At the end of the Love day, that. we've Love had that. we've had a really good regular season record over the last couple of years. But we've not done what we want to do in the playoffs and what our cup. fans, yeah. what what everyone wants us to do. And we've got to get better at that. And we have to find a way to win in the playoffs. So we're not going to leave any any stone unturned in sure. our quest for that. And you know, we're, we're committed to continuing to build this perennial playoff team and ultimately right. to bring in a cup back here. That's what it's all about. That's yeah. why we're here. And that's what we're determined and committed to do. Like I've said it all season. I, 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 I think every single episode, yeah, yeah, I, I've said it like patience. This team is very good and they obviously want to get better, right? Yeah. Teams aren't just one finished product and it's done forever, right? It's, it's yeah, we want to be good and we daily want to be good changes. for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. You got anything else you want to bring up to Pork before he's out of here? I had a question, but I just got so intrigued by everything he was talking about the DP nine. <laughs> I, I like I got lost in the trance of like him talking. Um, yeah. I think my other question is like, what other acquisitions are you looking for? Like, I know that like how you're talking about, it's not just one position you're looking at. You're looking all the way around uh, without throwing nobody under the bus. Of course, like you have a <laughs> roster to build. Um, can you tell us about like what kind of process and? What other positions you're looking at uh, around the league and uh, outside of the league? Yeah, like, yeah. I know you brought in a lot of, like, Latin American players yeah. lately. What kind of uh, success have you had there? We've had a lot of success there. And I think real credit to our, our scouting staff on, on those. Like, to be able to identify, you know, we expected Sam Vines to go, but not to go when he did. We expected at, at least one more, if not two more windows. So when that happened, it's like, okay, where are we on our depth charts for left back? And immediately we had two guys that we were able to jump on 
you know, and, and that was that was huge. So being able to go and get someone like Lucas Estevez and, and have the deal almost set up immediately, that again shows the strength of, of the team, right? The strength of the group, the staff that were that we've built here, that they were able to have these recommendations and allow us to go and make that decision so so quickly. So whether it's Lucas, whether it's Max, obviously Brian Galvan, you know, Barrios has come in a different way, Diego, Nico Mosquita. Uh, Brian Acosta now I'm probably missing somebody but yeah like got, even uh, Maya like Ecuadorian yeah, like, you just through, like <laughs> we've got a, a lot of really talented and, and, and hungry um, South and Central Americans that we're we're super excited about when it comes to, to what positions we're looking for though this is probably the moment where it's most gratifying for me because we're no longer in a position where we're looking for, oh, we need to improve this position or this position or this position. We're able to actually go out there and pinpoint, we want to get the best player. Like we really do like our team. We think our team is a very competitive team and is going to put themselves in a position to, to again, win a championship by qualifying for the playoffs. But we've also built it in such a way that we've got the ability to go ahead and improve when the right opportunity presents itself. So sure, we want to bring in more attacking talent to, to keep that competitiveness there and to make sure there's good competition. But, you know, something came up this week where one of the top young players we believe in the country, you know, we started looking and said, okay, something else has happened at a different team. Can we take advantage of that? Can we go in and acquire this player? So we're in a fortunate position where we're no longer thinking day to day or week to week. We're not thinking year to year. So we're out there looking for the best young talent. And sometimes that might mean bringing somebody in who is going to be um, blocked, maybe even for one or two windows, but we know it's the right the right decision for us as a club. And again, it's helping us just get better from, from an overall perspective. So that's something that, again, I'm going to give just huge credit to our, our folks, you know, right the way around the building for helping us do that. And, you know, it, as, as you said earlier, it's not just about the scouting, the analytics, but it's also about, you know, our communications, our digital, how we promote these players, how we kind of talk about these players and ultimately try and make this a destination for for players that, that want to be here and better their career. And that's something that we talk to the players a lot about. How can we get better, you know, and how can we create overall environment that's going to allow them to reach their maximum potential? So I think we're in a good spot, but we're never going to stop. We, we, we want to win and we want to win every year. That, that. That, that was a great answer. That's all I wanted to know, honestly. <laughs> that was the last thing that was in my mind. There you so. go. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Park, so much. We uh, really appreciate you coming me. down and checking out DNVR and just, you know, building – building from here by the way the music the here has been absolutely incredible it's been hard to listen to the questions i've just been popping <laughs> away it's, I, it's I really think good that's just touch tunes and sometimes that's... uh i'd say you came in on a good day because uh, i know the nuggets guys on air were complaining about the music <laughs> this weekend um thank you so much guys thank you for tuning in go ahead and you know hit that like button subscribe to dnvr sports get a subscription at the dnvr.com grab your shirts from the locker and uh we'll see you next time up the pids